It's a pretty big pellet. <laughs> I didn't think I would uh, make it, but uh, due to the hush where people got up at four in the morning to make sure I got here on time. That's uh, so. Uh, it's, and, and I, I left a message. I said, I don't believe you can get up, you know. <laughs> I'll be up anyway. Okay, good morning. If you can go to Periket Aleph, Pasi Chavtes. We ended with Pasi Chavtes because I wanted to end off with the good news. Uh, there can be a lot of good news and be a lot of troubling things. We're going to raise more Shailas over the next couple of weeks than we're going to answer in the next couple of weeks. And you're all going to complain that Pesach is in between and that we didn't address the answers. And uh, you'll see that it needs to be developed and carefully examined. So you're going to hear that warning and that disclaimer for a lot of the second part of Shaftim in general, because these are real sugyas, and we have to figure out what the Havminas are, what the Maskanas are, and uh, what went wrong, despite the fact that it was all the Shem Shemayim. So... That's why I go back to Pasuk Haftes. Yiftach is, and goes down in history, is a tzaddik, a shayfit, a giber, a giber hanefesh. And it doesn't say he has nevuah here, as we saw in the Mepharshim. Yiftach b'derer, kishmul b'derer, the Marashah says. Those are the two extremes, because Yiftach didn't have nevuah. Many or most of the other shayfitim, and depending who's on the list with Avimelech, either had Nevoah directly or had Nevoah spoken about them. That's a reference to Shimshin. With that said, in Chavtes, it's a pretty big compliment. So touch that as you want. They don't say Ruach Hashem about me or you. It doesn't just mean he was divinely inspired. He was certainly that as well. It means that he had a very visible siyat deshmaya. The battle was against tremendous odds. Doesn't mean there had to be a nice nigla, but the pasuk is made that what got him the victory was this ruach Hashem. And the Mepharshim pointed out before his whole message in the suing for peace, so to speak, and the laying out of the halachic issues and the history and the midbar with Amon and Mayav and Tiru Besichan. He had a shlita on the sugya, and some say he discussed it with his kingdom and they edited it, made suggestions, and many Mepharshim say it was written Beruch HaKadosh in the first place. doesn't mean it's Nevuah, but Tila Ruach Hashem is, is a big thing. Yeah? Yes, I'd even like to say on our very, very small madrega, whenever people have the initiative to do something, there's always, and we hope that whatever inspiration we have is coming from a Ruach Hashem, it's going to be a question of degrees, and obviously this is a much higher league, but the difference is that Kamat Oliyel Sheftim had Nevuah besides that, and had many other things going for them, Davon HaMelech, Shaul, Shaul were the biggest in the Cham of the Dar. With Yiftach, it's based on his uh, pure uh, tzitkus, his desire to do L'shem Shemayim, which is going to get him far in terms of a victory, but it's going to cause 
problems in terms of the aftermath and the very next Pusik, which is the source of most of the problems. So let's first finish Chavtes. His plan was, he got some strategy in the ground, is that they were there with their forces ready to attack Amassed at the border, they had gone home, they came back, and he just sort of goes around them and does something which they didn't think he would do, and he's going to take the long, long route and attack them in their cities, go all the way to their country, which is very risky, and without the Ruach Hashem and the fact that there will be Nisim, uh, his success was uh, more than far from guaranteed in doing that. Outmaneuvering somebody doesn't help if you don't have the ability in numbers of your men, it's an ad hoc army, or supply lines, which he had nothing of. Most of these battles, they're, they're begging locals for supplies, which is always a built-in problem. And he's not even representing all the Shvatim. It's not a national army, even if you put it together yesterday. It's, it's supposed to be a limited battle for this Mokum. But Lamaisi has the Atashmayim. Nadarm is a complex sugya, it's a homosechta, and again, over the next uh, few shiram, we're going to try to discuss so when there might be a mitzvah, there is a mitzvah, and how to do it. Is there something called nidrezrizim? Yes. Is there something called an eder be'isara? Yes. So, He's not dreaming that there's such a concept that you're asking for an ace, you're asking for Siat Shmaya. So what are you so to say, what are you gonna do for it? So we cancel everybody Lamaisa because of situations like this. Use it as a motivator, maybe say Belineder, because you say, Oh Hashem, if you uh, help me with this, I'm gonna learn an extra but I'm gonna give stock if you don't if it's not clear you have the achilles to do that, that's very dangerous. And even something as small, nothing as small, and but when you lose things and you're looking for things and you're doing things for a mayor balanese, say, if I find this, I'm going to get $5, $10, $500, just condition yourself to to say, even though it's something that might be good and it might actually get you what you're looking for, and then you're really on the hook. If you made it all tonight, the best thing is to. I told somebody once, he said, well, that would defeat the whole purpose. I said, why don't you just make the nether and just give the stalker, even if you find it. If you find it, wonderful. If you don't find it, then you give stalker. He said, if I don't find it, why should I give stalker? Okay. So, I'm not saying that I'm a balanese. Well, the minute is probably people only give it if they find it. But just understand, if you don't say balanese nether and you found it, and then you're so happy that you found your hat and your coat and whatever you're looking for, and then you... Walk away and you might forget about the five dollars. So that's a generally dangerous. What? You don't need to give because you already found it. You don't need it. Uh, yeah, right. Thank you very much, Hashem. I found the parking space. You're waiting double park. Yes. So that's that's the uh, these Jewish jokes have a lot of content because you know the borderline between kfira and inspira. What? <laughs> so, so that's why. See so you all. I see you all understand the marshal I'm giving. This is a very small marshal. The, 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 what he's doing over here is going to be the source, unfortunately, of a lot of, uh, a lot of tsaris. And um, he meant well. We're gonna have to figure out the mafreshim and the various. A lot of midrashim on this. What exactly his habmina was and what he meant. But 
the Pusik, let's just read what the Nether is. If I win this battle, Pusik Lamanov, if I win the battle and get back one piece and the army gets back, and the first thing that comes out, even if it's uh, animals are expensive. So you have different types. Animals were part of every home setting. You had in the backyard, uh, a shar, and a younger shar, and a more expensive shar. You had different things that are royal carbon. And why he thought that the behemoth Tahira that's royal carbon would come out of the house is going to be a big part of this discussion. But apparently he thought so. Again, broad strokes, just so we understand, otherwise everybody's going to get lost in the psukim. What was that? Hey, I don't, we don't, when I go home, my dog doesn't even come out to jump on me and, and give me a lick because I don't have a dog. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, we, that's what you're picturing. Like, why would, the cows aren't so friendly. Is that what you're suggesting? You must be anti-cows. Uh, he apparently, the summer farshim again. We're gonna when we when we get back to the actual makaris, you're gonna hear all this to throw out the possibilities. Some say, of course, he didn't mean if a dog comes out, they're being a carbon. He knows that that's not royal carbon, and certainly if a human being comes out, and if his daughter comes out, what's like what would be the havamina? And they're gonna be. Two, I'll say Shnaim Shehem Arba, but two main Mahalchim, what exactly happens to his daughter, and they're very different. Was the Amaratzis a level that they really thought, and those he consulted with, he's not a man alone, he's a Shefet now, and there is a Sanhedrin, doesn't mean that Dayanim and Avra Yardain are anywhere near the caliber of the ones who really knew what a Pasna Shaila and Benjamin Yehuda. I'm throwing, as we always do when we get to difficult sugis, I throw hints for three, four weeks until we actually answer the questions. But it's possible that he held as a harasha that whatever it is, you've got to keep it. And if Hashem gave you that victory, you've got to keep it, even though it seems to be against everything. It's a harasha. And as a dinner melech, I can make a harasha. Anything is going to be possible over here. And it's all meant in good faith, even though it sounds like very heavy amaratzis to us because it's hard for us to imagine the, the havamina. I will throw in one thing. With these, when we talk about Rishayim, we explain havamina also. We explain the Esau and what is havamina and he's a lamda. You don't want to over-explain that. This, you don't want to over-explain either, but you have to explain more because it's Yiftach. It's not Esau and it's not Haman and it's not... So you have to spend more time explaining even though at the end of the day it's clearly wrong. So just to throw out Amar Mokam, anybody here ever... Here was a famous Misa that uh, took place on a very high mountain. We actually spoke about that mountain after davening this morning. The mountain is called Harabais. At that time, it wasn't Harabais. And the Misa I'm talking about is Akedis Yitzchak. You've heard of it. So you'll say, well, that's, uh, that was only Havamina. Avamavinu didn't know that. As a matter of fact, not only didn't he know that, he wasn't convinced afterwards as the Malach was trying to stop him. So, I'm not saying, therefore, it's a Maskana. If you want to know what 
Well, again, we're talking about Yiftach. We don't have to. You have to, you have to have Yashav Esav because Esav grew up in, <laughs> in a house where he should know better. And you have to understand what he's doing. Not over explain. Here you ha- he was from, and he's consulting with people. And uh, okay, at the end, there's going to be Amaratzes, but there's a Kedus Yitzchak. So how out of the park can the Havim and me? So, well, that was Hara Shah. It never happened. Okay, and this is also Hara Shah. And maybe it should happen. It shouldn't. But just you want to understand, wasn't it abundantly clear at this point? After, post, okay, this is like that. Kosh Baruch would never, ever, ever want human sacrifice, and that would be an Isra B'tzicha if it's not mandated. The answer is, Halacha Maisa, yes, absolutely. And nothing we say here should change that. But if you want to begin to understand a few weeks ahead of time, what's anybody's, anybody's talking to at the Minyan, at the Shtibol, at the Megal, who, why would this even get any traction whatsoever? Yeah? So that's what I'm saying. So it's clearly not because if you would show up with that in the Mishkan, they wouldn't bring it. They say, with all due respect, uh, can you please take that home? Yeah. So one thing is also going to be clear is that whatever was done, half the Mepharshim will say, and everybody here, myself included, will be a lot easier. The big Mepharshim on Navi, through the Malbim, Say, she is not going to be touched, she's not going to touch her, she's going to live, she's just going to live in solitude and be muktush lashem and say to him the rest of her life. It's a lot easier to learn that. And if this wasn't a Navi Shir being with Sugiyas, I would just take that Mahalach and run with it and never mention any other possibility. So, so if you want to sleep for the next few weeks, you can just take that and you'll be in good company because the other possibility is just not, almost not imaginable. But not all Madrasha and Marisha and go with that. So that's why I said we're going to have to go back to all this, but I'm just, otherwise, you'll never let me get away with being the Psukim. So I'm just throwing out the, the possibilities. Uh, that's what I mentioned. Akedis Yitzchak almost happened, and we're just used to it because we're reading Chumish, and we're not used to it because over here, we've never learned Shaftim before. Ian, but yeah. Oh, in the outside world, when I say outside world, next door, Gaisha neighbor, Maisim Bechayim. Maisim Bechayim, as in Eretz Israel, and the entire Middle East, the Aztec Indians, the, but we know, and I'm not going to change that, is that, that that's abhorrent, and that's Ritzicha, and that's never, the Shaila is, yes, it, it was going on all around them, and they rejected it, and he rejected it, and he was from, the Shaila is, is it, more of a havamina when you see something so destructive, and that's the problem with getting negative influences via osmosis, even though you know it's wrong, is that it's wrong, but it may be it could be a havamina in certain situations. That is a great example of negative ashba, and we live with that all day. Exactly, we live with that every day. That, that, and I was going to bring across that point, and I will elaborate on that, but yes. Yes, that, that is definitely a part of this. Is that, you can't imagine this Havimid. It's already, I started quoting, okay, Zizchok. There was a Havimid once in history, but it wasn't really a Havimid. Kosh Baruch Hu explained, I have to go back and learn, okay, Zizchok. It was the Pshat that it was never Havimid. That's the easier Pshat to learn. But it was a Havimid enough that Kosh Baruch Hu knew that Abba had to have in mind that it was a Havimid or else he wouldn't get Zachar for trying to do it. So, on that level, it was a Havimid. It doesn't help that, and that was the sign of Abba that he spent his whole life preaching against this 
abomination of human sacrifice, and then he had to look like he was about to go do it. That was the Nisayan of Akedah Yitzchak. Are you going to listen to the Dvar Hashem as you understand it? And if you're understanding wrong, yes, yes, Hashem will stop you. And Hashem stopped him because he was Abba Here, again, the easier shot, which many before Hashem learn, is nothing ever went near this, and it was still an avla if you're maktish somebody to say tehillim all day and be muktish l'ashem and live a life of solitude except for every year when your friends come to visit you. Which we're going to read two very different mahalchem into all these pshukim. Still an avla, but okay, we can live with it. The other pshat is going to be a pshat of many different havaminas, bad decisions, uh, bad mahalchem had a right decision, and, as you just mentioned, the fact that everybody around them, next door, next neighborhood, next country, the other side of the world, if the Indians were here already, were doing this every day. So that doesn't make it mutter, but that makes it something you feel of you, which is exactly why you'll say, what in Western civilization could be this bad that I would even allude to such an analogy? You don't have time for my list. It's so long. But we become conceptually okay with certain things, even though we know it's wrong, because how wrong can it be? Have all these people believe it? Well, that's part of being the Amanifka. That's why this whole process is so real and so important. So I was just, Marames, more than Marames, there are going to be two Mahalchem over here, but we didn't get to what happens. We're going to, first let's finish the Nedra over here. And we'll get back to the dogs and the other behemotimeus that could have, uh, you can't uh, have chazer in Israel, but the, you know, dogs they had, sheep dogs they had, things like that, and people. So it's easier to say he never meant that, and it's not going to happen, which again, uh, the Rishayim on the daf through the Malbim learned like that. And the issue is to give a real balanced view, you have to not ignore the Midrashim and the Ramban. Rabban Chumash, who sides with the Midrashim. I'm just warning you ahead of time. So that's going to be part of the Aved over here. Pesach Lamed Beis. Ve'yavah Yiftach El Bnei Amon Li'lochem Ba'amadigin. He goes all the way, brings the battle to Amon. Ve'yitnem Hashem B'yodah. And he has an absolute astounding victory. Ve'yakem Ha'er Ad-Bachah Menis Esrim Ir V'ad Avo Karamim Maka G'day L'ma'ayid. There's no din of Mechias Amon, obviously. And he's not here, not interested, doesn't have the capabilities because it's not necessary to wipe everybody out. But he does enough damage over 20 cities in a large area that they have real hachna afterwards that this was a bad idea and they're not coming back. And the Taka don't come back and they're not starting up again very quickly. And he teaches them a lesson they're going to remember. So, getting back to your Matthias question, what percentage-wise, what chance would you give that Elsie is going to come running out of the door or some other animal, kosher animal, or the, again, the dog's a habmina, I don't know if he had a dog, if somebody's going to celebrate his victory and now he's coming home, it's going to be his daughter, and we'll see soon the Pesukim. Uh, matter of fact, at the end of this Pesuk is the first uh, time it says it very clearly. There's nobody else. This is his only daughter, and she's absolutely thrilled to share in his Simcha. <laughs> 
So already the wheel should be turning in your head. She's an only child and there's no daughter or son. Well, if she's an only child, then there's no daughter or son. So obviously, why? We'll see. But, but the dick is obviously strike. There's no extra phrase. And here there's something extra. What was that? Yeah, meaning there's nothing. Uh, no, he have no, so he just mentioned there's no, there's no, there's no grand, there's no grand gender, But menu means from him. He doesn't have any other. Sometimes they had multiple wives and things like that. Zemashiach, this is it, and you'll see. By the way, just to like to bring out the positive over here, is as we begin to investigate this, she was apparently uh, quite an unusual tzaddikus. How old she was, but uh, unusual is an understatement. You'll see her handling of this in the Pesukim and the, and the Medrash. Uh, she offers a Mulumet also. She understood, again, two very different Mahalachim, but either Mahalach is one's downright frightening and Sakhanistafashis, the other one is uh, not too uh, appetizing either, to say the least. That if the original Nether was, if it's a human being, if it's my daughter, then we Muktus Hashem, like. To bring the analogy, with Shmuel was promised uh, to be brought up by Hannah. The The difference is that Shmuel is a male who is a levy, who is somebody who belongs in the Mishkan, can get the tutoring he needs from the Gadol Adar, both in his learning, to be the Pesik Adar, to be the Navi Adar, and to be a levy, so that's where he's supposed to live. She has no Shechis. She's not a male, not a levy. He's not being Mazda Shem, he's sending her in the good case scenario to the mountain to, okay, so that's the day she is, to daven for Klai Yisrael and sit in solitude and learn uh, uh, whatever she's going to learn and uh, be Mizdabek to HaKadosh Baruch which is a great plan, but that's not, not L'Chadchil, it's an understatement. You can't do that to somebody and uh, they might not be set up for it and we're not into monks and people who live in a mountaintop alone. There were Yechide Skulo who had to do that to various circumstances, but not for a young lady, you're supposed to be getting married and be Mamshech Deris. I'm mentioning that now, because otherwise you're all going to be asking me after Shia, well, what coins that shot? What's so bad? So she was an unusual Sadekis. Clearly, she was Makabal this. She had a tremendous Kibarav, again, it's a vast understatement. And she's tremendous Baal's Bitochen. And the fact that she can handle this, according to the Mahalach, that no one's going to be touched over here. She's just going to her. Her, uh, her psak was she's got to live in solitude and just dive in and and learn whatever she's going to learn, and maybe shaft and be in, except for this peric. And uh, she'll, she'll be misdiving because Baruchu. Is that that bad? The answer is yes. That could be psychologically very difficult, and it's not her tachas achayim. And the, the, the father shouldn't be asking her to do that. The fact that she was makabal, whatever the gzeir is going to be, speaks a lot of her, speaks a lot of him that... She was raised in an environment of such kedusha and bakashas for dvekas that this was an option. Koshakein, the second option. Then you're talking about a hasaga like Yitzchak Avinu. Like Ve'yachagam Shtayim. I mean, this is... Uh, so with, within, the, within the problem, I'm just pointing out, we're dealing with people of very unusual caliber. Yeah? There are a hundred. We're going to learn some kachim in this sugi. Don't worry. Yeah. That's why I just mentioned that her kibbutz was off the chart. 
and her tzitkis is off the charts. I would say her tamibis is off the charts, but we'll see. There are majorshim that say she actually herself, when she saw she wasn't getting away with her father, she went to ask her own shayla. Part of the chachma of asking a shayla is also to know who to ask. I can't blame her for that. But that's part of what's going to go wrong. <coughs> you don't ask the right... If the psak over here is not wrong. It's very wrong. On whatever, whatever mahalach you're going to take over here. So you're saying it's not her fault. It is if you look around. She was smart enough to... I'm not, I don't want to put any blame on her. She's uh, somewhat of a, a victim over here. But Yeah, so that's, a, that's why I'm pointing out her tzitkus and her desire that she was, according to the mahalach, the easier mahalach, we'll call more fur over the next five, six weeks, however long it's take to the easier one and the more challenging one. I'm not taking sides. The Ramban on Chumash, who's Ramban on Chumash? I don't think. It's the Ramban, and it's on Chumash. He's not coming to give you a, a medrash that uh, is another angle. He's, uh, he's going to give you what he thinks the Pasha Shad, he's going to side with the Madrashim that say there was a um, carbon brought to the tune of like an Akedah Tzitzchak over here. She still went along with it, which was wrong, but that's not a tie on her. Just shows you the tzitkas over here. And the other mahalach, uh, the easier one, which is uh, just do your own avoda, and not everybody's getting married, and you're not going to get married. Yet. Okay? So, still wrong. It's still very difficult, but a lot easier to handle. But it still shows that she was a, a bas hachi to even uh, do that. So that's the, yeah. Is it a problem with her coming out and dancing publicly? It wasn't public. You pulled into a driveway, got long driveways over here, and. Uh, he was home, and everybody, the army, wasn't there anymore. It doesn't say this is, the, we don't have victory parades like the Romans. Nothing wrong with having a simchit. You can have a, a sudas adaya for the army. I have no, no issue with that. But it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like, all oh, that was done already. Now he's just home. It says, Is there a certain age where a daughter shouldn't dance in front of her father? No. No, it sounds like, you know, Batufim Bechalas. Sounds like uh, Miriam's. Uh, Miriam and Avia after Az Yashir? Hakaris Atay, what? And this is, a, no, this is fine. It's a, it's a father, and it's, a, that's not, that's not, she's not called a Yatsanis over here. At, again, we're, we're going to be trying to figure out what was the other option, or who do you think was coming out of the house? If we wouldn't know this Misa, and I gave you a multiple choice of five options, you would choose her. She's the only human being that's a Shaykhis to him, she's a daughter, and she's happy about his success and about the uh, Yeshua of Klai so That's that's Kavaldi. Ah, uh, well, that's the Shaila. You take the easier Mahalach. It's uh, this was a possibility, and he held it was a possibility that had a maskana. So, why? It's uh, <laughs> he wouldn't hold. You should know. Then he wouldn't hold. She's a bas hachi to be misbeidid and misbad misdabek. So uh, it wouldn't work. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so we're all the first we're talking about it. I'm just. And that's going to be a possibility. But give me, give me four or five weeks, and we'll, uh, let's see, as we have done in the past, we're going to read the Pesukim and then go back and, uh, and see what's going on, but we have to at least understand uh, the words of what we're trying to explain. So, again, Raki Yechida, Elamena Ben Abbas, Pasuk Lamed Hay. So, apparently, 
in his uh, misguided sitkis over here, his uh, impetuous uh, inspiration, Yikris Begadov, and he realized, oh, this is horrible. This is not a uh, good maskana to this victory. Bayamer aha biti hachreya. This lashon over here of hachreya hechmatini is Rashi Taichis Kapartis Ragli. Machria is to decide to put something in a uh, in a box where it has to be followed, and he's not. Sounds like he's blaming her. He's saying, "Oh, I didn't think. I, I wish it wouldn't have been you coming out of the house. Now I'm stuck, and I have to fulfill." As he will say, "I made a ned there. A man of my word is coming from a good place, and I don't look for coolers." I don't look for ways out. Uh, kulas are here for a reason. Uh, at least always to ask. Let, uh, sometimes I tell people uh, it's mutter and they, uh, they start arguing with me. I said, depends on... If it's routine machmer, you want to be machmer. If it's not a shas l'chak, it's not affecting somebody else. Here, we'll have difficulty explaining if there's any tzad l'achmer. According to more difficult pshat, the answer is no. And according to the other pshat, the answer is also going to be No. And you can't have somebody else being machmer. And number two, the purpose of even if the stand-up sock is that something is usher, but coolers are supposed to be used by a shastachak, and this is a shastachak. So either way you play it, but he says, no, I'm not looking for any coolers. I opened my mouth, I said it. It's not what I had looked forward to, but I am not violating my word. Pasuk Lamed Vav, between Lamed Hay and Lamed Vav, is a lot in Torah Peh because it sounds like what you should never do is you read two psukim quickly. Sounds like as soon as she heard this, she said, Tati, do whatever you feel you have to do, which she ultimately says to her credit, although maybe it would have been better had she gone around a little more. Again, it's not a tain on her per se, but there was a lot that happened in between, and she herself went to discuss it because she knew her father was a great man and a big tzaddik, and very courageous, and this is an act of courage, but it's not right. An act of courage doesn't make something right. It's got to be an act of courage based on a psaq that this is Ratzon Hashem. So the Maskana, again, which is not to blame her, but you see the Madrega over here, even though it's not going to help the cause in this case. I'm not talking about Olam Haba. After we finish with all the Madrashim and all the explanations and possibilities in these two tracks, which I'm not going to go into a lot, you can imagine there's Sayyid HaGogulam over here, and you wouldn't believe, well, you're going to find out, because I'm going to, I'm going to make mention of it in the tail end, if I don't, please remind me, who she's a Gilgal of, and, and who Iftach is, and what, what role that plays over here. But the Sayyid HaGogulam only helps you to understand Darke Hashem from the inside after something happens. That's not a hetta to do something wrong. And then say, it's Alpi Kabbalah. That's a dangerous thing, and it's been used historically. So we have no shayla. That's it's Alpi I'm, I'm a Gilgal of this, and therefore I have to do this, and you're a Gilgal of that, and we're going to bring the Mashiach together. I'm a reference, you remember that tshuva about the guy who insisted on doing something which uh, is in the Aserus of Dibris, and he said he's bringing the Mashiach. It wasn't an Echi Hashem. Let's put it, if you don't remember, it wasn't Keep It Aveim either. Uh, nothing to do with Shmir Shabbos. I don't think I need any more of Muslim. Um, so, the Seder Gugum is only to understand 
how complex and shemayim these cheshbenes are, is that had everybody done the right thing and had this not gone wrong, then the Gilgal would have had it taken somewhere else. You want to understand, so what happened after all the lumdis and the dine kachim and what the habin is, maskanas were, and what went wrong, then you can also put in, by the way, you want to say to Gogulam to understand Dak Hashem. So we'll put it in, but that's at the tail end. But there is something there, and there's always something there. Your man of your word, you made a neder, and it doesn't seem to be any cool over here. Hashem delivered everything you asked for, you got. You had an astounding victory. Ahmed is now gone. They're never going to start up again. And how can you not make good on your promise? So do what you have to do. What's very fascinating is, I'm going to stop here because I want to go to the Pelayets, and this is, I guess, relatively good news because it doesn't spell any bad news. She just says, do what you have to do, which is a sitkus. You will notice over the next few weeks, it doesn't ever say Beferish. I'm just giving you all the red flags and heads up. It never says Beferish that he brought her as a carbon. It says, do what you have to do, and it says they did, and he did, and then they were crying, and their friends visited her. Never, which is why there's such a wide machlekes. This is even for Shaftim, which so far, as you see, has been quite, has been like Shmuel and Malachim. <laughs> These are big sugyas. The Pusik is somewhat silent on the graphics. So group A, we'll call it the uh, Pashtonim, even though most of the Pashtonim side with the easier shot over here, is that doesn't spell it out, it doesn't have to talk about the graphics. You figure it out from the Psukim. And the Radak, all the way down the mountain, said, no, it's because that didn't happen. Just giving you a remez so you can still have some of a day without being too uncomfortable. And let's go to the Peleyates. Um, that's interesting. In the Akeda, there's Api Nister, some Ramazim, the Neshama left him, and it was a place that he had a Nekeva, a place with the Zacha. That's a Shiloh where the Neshama at some level was Pareah, but nobody says he shechted him. That would be against the Pusik. It says Beferish. The Mal screamed out, don't shecht him. So, so nobody says that. Right, so Shailiz did, you're referring to uh, Zayah that, that talks about different aspects of whether there was an Ashama that switched, and, but that goes with the Akedah. You know, we spent a lot of time invoking the Schus of the Akedah during Yom Naraim. And we talk about Hashem Shur, remember the Akedah Yitzchak, and Hashem Shur, remember the Karban. The first one discussed, there was no Karban. Hashem Shur, remember the ashes. The ashes were of an animal, not of the. Okay, so that's. Well, that is Alpi Nister, and we can use that when we dive into Hashem for Yanam Alpi Nister as well. But that clearly in the Pusik never happened. This is less clear. Right, exactly. There's a lot to be learned from here, you know, based on, and which we'll come back to. It's besides learning this as a sugya just in the Talmud Torah Shabbai. Learn what went wrong in terms of, of, of the Midas, in terms of Amaratzis, how damaging that could be despite Sitkus. That's the main lesson over here, is that uh, Amaratz can't uh, make this, even if he's the official Shafit in charge right now, you have to know the limitations and know where you might be inspired to do something or not do something and where it's coming from. But 
with him, most of it, come on, oh, it's coming from real, genuine tzitkus, that I'm a man of my word, and I'm not going to look because it's uncomfortable for me. Look for coolers. That's very inspiring. It just, it's not so inspiring if Lamaisa something went wrong. It's inspiring for the Yosei Shabbai, and with him, certainly, and with her, was the, was the victim, the fact that she didn't run away, the fact that she is uh, quite a, quite a madrega, even though what happens at the end, either pshat is, is not going to be that good. The moral of the story is, don't, many people say, you know, I'm not going to be such a tzaddik because you can get yourself in trouble. That's not the moral of the story. Boys, the understand it's regulated by Shas and Paiskim. It's not regulated by your Hagasha. That's the, uh, that's the key. I can't say key takeaway because we didn't even start the sugi yet. Let's go to the Pelayets. Speaking of Midas that are used for good and bad. So as we saw, page Reish Ayin Tess, under Kas. So we already saw the first paragraph on Kas. Chazal have very negative things to say, a lot of attacks on bad midas. And Kas is up there. It doesn't mean that it can never have a positive application. But per what we just said, the Ratzin to do L'Shem Shemayim has to be regulated by the Metzius of what's driving it. And even if you think you're 100% L'Shema, you have to be Beidik. And even if you start with 100% L'Shema, if the Kas gets out of hand, then it doesn't help at the end of the day that you started off with the positive cost. So that uh, takes away the excuse. Most people, when they do it, they said they felt that this was Gaiva uh, Bikadusha and the concept does exist, and this cost was necessary, and I had to show costs, but showing costs and then having it unravel to becoming cost that's unbridled and uncontrolled is where the problem usually begins. And if you can't solve that, then don't do it. As opposed to mitzvah tefillin, if you can't do it with a put it on anyway. And if you're not ready to daven, it's mantvila, so daven anyway. If you're bekas and you know traditionally that it always gets out of hand, then you're probably potter. That's, that's the chilik. And that's an important chilik over here between a maisa mitzvah or kas, which is something that might be necessary for chinuch or for the moment of the kanos, but Kanoz per se is something that if it can't be kept under lid and controlled and regulated, that's why a kanai has to be pinchas or something like that. And it has to be coming from a perfect place with no agendas and reasonably assured that it's going to be under control. Let's start the top line. So most people have the second tier of defense. First tier of defense is I did L'Shem Shemayim and I was putting something in their place. L'shem Shemayim, they were just a regular Musr for their Ruchnias. Again, if it doesn't get out of hand, then you're in charge, nobody else is doing it. There might be room for it if it's feigned Kas and it doesn't get a hold of you. He's referring to the second most common defense, and that is the guy babbled me, so I have a right to get angry at him, which in theory could be true in certain situations. The Peleyates is giving you an Eitzah, as in Peleyates, how to try to keep that under control and not exercise that option, even if in theory it could be okay sometimes. What mussar should you give yourself? What should you think when you're about to boil over? So he says, Try to think to yourself. It's very hard to do that in the matzah because people get angry and afterwards they wonder, how did I get so angry so quickly? So the eitzah, yutzah is count to ten slowly. That'll give you at least some time to think. Um, people uh, have tried that and they say it didn't work so you count to 10 again 
So they want to know what's the highest number you can go to. I mentioned Google, which I rarely talk about. But uh, Google, the original Google is, no, Sadiq, is that the original? Uh, Google means like infinity? Or is that, or is that, not infinity, it's a number. It's a high number. I think if you counted up to that, you probably wouldn't be angry anymore. You probably also would be asleep, maybe not alive anymore. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, there's a point where you could keep on doing it. Not so easy. So his eighth over here is, instead of getting angry at them, Shagamala Ra, why is it that you're getting so angry at them? They did something wrong. Instead of trying to get him back, why don't you have Rahmanus on yourself? This could be self-serving in a positive way. He says, it's going to hurt you. Why would you want to hurt yourself and to try to get him back? It's not even going to help. And you're going to get damage from it. It does tremendous physical and ruchnias dika damage to you when the kas gets out of control, which happens very quickly. You can use this for any avera to try to withhold the temptation and push it aside. Think of the in fact, that life is uh, relatively short, and Hakol Hevel anyway, it doesn't pay to waste time on this. Just in terms of an investment, it doesn't, it's not Kadai. <laughs> Certainly, if you look at what he's going to say and all the Zayers that are discussing Kas and what it does to the person, it's uh, physically and spiritually extremely damaging. Right away, it's a losing proposition. So, first he says, look at the big picture. Everything is a facade, everything is a mirage, it's not real, and this is not going to make a difference. If you're going to memorize one line in Chulin Dav Zayin, I'm sure all of you try to remember one line from every Blot, Gamar, and Shas. So for Dav Zayin, this is the line to remember. I mean, the, other, the rest of Dav is very important. Uh, this one is, doesn't potter him, but if somebody babbled you, it was coming in doesn't pot to him, and he shouldn't, you shouldn't do it, and you shouldn't do it to somebody else, saying that, well, if I feel like doing this, I'll be the shliach. It's not a tour. But once it happens already, instead of doing damage to yourself and screaming at the guy getting out of control, why don't you say, you know, that aggravation was coming to me, why should I cause myself more aggravation? And it's a kapara. That's why he's quoting that pasuk and eichon. And the source of most anger is you think somebody took away your covet or your money or your position or something like that. So, no, the other chazal. And then you always think you're right and think he's 100% wrong, which is not always accurate either. So you think of the futility of continuing the machlokes. You think of the futility of the assumption that you're always right and he's 100% wrong. And even if he is, if it happened, it's a gazer minashamayim. You don't always have to shoot the messenger. If he keeps coming back and trying to do more damage, you can be masalik the nezik. But that's not usually what's going on over here. And if it's very difficult for you to calm down, it causes you tsar just not to blow up. It's hard at the beginning, but if you keep doing it, it'll become teva. It's not a compliment if a person never gets angry and he had nothing to be angry about. They bring the Gemara in Kedushin. The famous Gemara, the guy standing on deck, 
and he's about to uh, propose to his kala and uh, kosher cruise, if you could find one. And um, actually gives her the ring for kedushin. It's not just a proposal for common law engagement. She takes the ring, hands it to her expensive stuff, and she throws it overboard. The Gemara has a shaila, is the kedushin chal. So what's the shaila? Shaila is, did she accept it? She just wants to see if he's the type of guy to get angry. She's now married. She wants to know how she has to operate with this guy. That's a good way to test somebody. You throw the $20,000 ring overboard, never to be found again. Or is she showing her contempt that she doesn't want to get married? And that's a no. That's the two options. Everybody asks, well, wouldn't you get angry if you spent $20,000 on a ring or even 2000 and she threw it overboard? The answer is, that's not a, everything's that's a kasha. That's not a kasha. Because if you want to test if somebody's angry, if he has nothing to get angry about, of course he's not going to get angry. She wants to know when there is something to get angry about, is he going to get angry and how much is he going to lose it? Is he going to throw her overboard? That's the only real test. I wouldn't advise this. Don't, don't do it. Somebody else's ring. And she might be able to pay it back. But that's the real test. Otherwise, not a test. And that's what he's mentioning over here. Don't take solace in the fact you usually don't blow up only when there's something to blow up about. Because if you didn't blow up this morning, it's because you had a nice shear, you went home to a nice breakfast, and you got some exercise, and then you went to Seder, and it's a wonderful sunny day. You don't deserve your shakaya for not getting angry. On that positive note, we'll have a chakras.